Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Would you lay your hand on the back of the person who's standing next to you? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Lord, thank you that in this moment, you're pulling the knife out of my neighbor's back. Every attempt to sabotage their efforts, every brazen act of betrayal, every deceptive friend, is now being reversed. Thank you that while they were stabbed in the back, it did not corrupt their heart. That they still have peace. They still have joy. God, I'm mindful that when you gave out the full uniform of the armor, that the only area that's uncovered is the back. Thank you for trusting me with my neighbor's back to look out for them, to defend their name, to fight for them when it is necessary. Now, God, I came to hand the reins over to you that this battle is not theirs. This battle is yours. Whenever they got a fight in November, I speak victory over their life right now. Those of you who are complete alignment in faith over that declaration, Would you now clap your hands and give God glory for it now? Come on, clap your hands and give God glory. Would you open your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 9? 2 Samuel chapter 9. I'm beginning a series for the month of November called called to create, called to create, that every person is a creative, they just don't know it yet. The introductory to that is talking about God as a creative. I'll begin that on Tuesday in our group therapy. Make sure that you're logged in or that you are present uh, in our uh, NPR studio to be a part of it. Um, But I'm believing that the creativity that is inside of you is going to be unleashed in the month of November. I need you to affirm whoever's around you. Tell them you are a creative. You don't have to be a painter. You don't have to be a dancer. You don't have to be a dancer to be a creative, but you were born to create something. And I'm believing that November is uh, when it's going to come to pass. 2 Samuel chapter 9 Verse number three. Grateful for all of our guests and uh, appreciative for our visiting students uh, from Emory's Candler School of Theology that is with us on today. Thank you for uh, sharing. Second Samuel chapter nine, verse three. The king asked, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? 
Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan, but he is lame in both of his feet. Is there nobody in the house that I can bless? Nobody in the house that deserves kindness? Nobody in the house who needs to receive favor? Ziba said, there is but one, but that one is a crippled. It's a paraplegic. He can't walk. He can't stand on his own. You may be seated. I want to preach uh, from uh, the subject this morning. I don't need a walker. I don't, uh, I don't need a walker. I don't recognize myself anymore. I don't know this person who has become so controlling so angry, so obsessed about what somebody else thinks. Honestly, I don't even know where I began to fall into this rabbit hole. I wasn't always like this. I'm beginning to feel myself more and more insecure than I've ever been in my life. Can't find confidence feeling more anxious, have no idea where I dropped my peace. The only thing that I can come up with is I need to cut off codependency. These words were lifted from the pages of the book, Codependent No More, by Melody Beattie. Codependent No More. The tenor of this book's baseline is that relationship addiction causes emotional affliction. You exert so much energy trying to manage their emotions while internally you are in disarray. You're depleted because you always have to inflate their ego. Your attention is arrested because you fear being abandoned. You give them all of your solar power while they're wearing sun deflectors. You've had to silence your inner voice because your conscience is watching your self-esteem get auctioned. It's unfortunate that sometimes it takes you losing them in order to find yourself. You have to get inoculated from your need to be needed. The chemical of codependency released from the cerebellum sometimes claws past people and clings to things and to substances. There are large swaths of the population that have chemical dependency with controlled substances. The data is sobering on how many have alcohol codependency. Not to mention those who are codependent on their looks, that they have become blind to shallow flattery. Others are codependent on networking that they think they can only go up by dropping names.
Jesus. We don't have the time to investigate those who are so codependent on status that they'll do anything to be seen. Their achievements come into every conversation and their pedigree is their passageway. And so they actually think something is wrong with you. You come off strange because you don't have to pop a pill to get through. You don't need a drink in order to disconnect from the day. And you don't need designer names to feel valued. You are a rare breed because you have elected to stick with you. And people are often unnerved by your uncompromised independence. It is not that you don't like people. It is not that you are standoffish. It is not that you alienate. It is not that you are arrogant. But you already see the game. And you are not going to put your life on pause by somebody who's trying to manipulate you into alien codependency. If you ain't going to pay it, watch it get done. If you ain't going to handle it, watch God take care of it. I'm not going to lose sleep because you didn't call me back, because you didn't text me back. You think I'm going to hold my breath waiting for you to do what you promised you were going to do? I cannot find myself in codependency. I remember. I remember when I was uh, much younger in ministry. I was traveling around the world with uh, Pastor Benny Hinn doing healing crusades in Africa and Europe and across the United States. And uh, we left uh, out of a meeting. Pastor Benny Hinn laid hands on me and said, Pastor Bryant, the power of healing is on you. I said, thank you, Pastor. I went back to uh, Empowerment Temple in Baltimore where I formerly pastored. There was a woman who came in the church on a walker. I prayed over her for the Lord to heal her. She threw down her walk and started running around the building. The church went into pandemonium, and I really felt like the power of God was on me for healing. Until the next Sunday, the same woman came back to church with her walker. I'm looking at her coming down the aisle, dragging that walker with her. I'm angry, I'm incensed. I waited for the choir to start singing, everybody to start standing so I could slip out of the pulpit and go check her. I said, look, lady, you messing us both up. I said, the people gonna think I'm a hoax, they gonna think I'm a con artist. You took off running around this church last week saying God healed you and you were back this Sunday with a walker. She said, Pastor Brown, I didn't mean no disrespect. God did heal me. I said, if he healed you, then why do you still have the walker? She said, I'm healed. And I believe that God has given me the full strength of my legs to be able to walk on my own. But now I'm used to having a walker. Used to having a walker and people know me for my walker. It ain't nothing wrong with me still keeping this walker. I paid good money for it. 
I said, absolutely not. When Jesus healed the man at the pool, he told him, rise, take up your bed, and walk. You can't keep what used to be a crutch. And some of y'all are laughing at that lady, but a whole lot of y'all are just like her because God healed you, God delivered you, God gave you strength, and you keep dragging that Negro, you keep keeping that same job, you keep holding on to who you used to be because you think you need what you already been delivered from. I was thinking about that episode in my ministry and Carl Jung's word association test came to mind, which is based on the idea that your subconscious can control your conscience. That one word can unleash past trauma or reveal unresolved internal conflicts. I hadn't thought about that incident for years until I was emotionally triggered sitting at home watching television. And every commercial that started playing said Walker for Senate. I hadn't thought about it. I don't even know what made my mind go back to it. But Physiopedia pronounced a walker is a walking aid used to stabilize patients with poor balance compromise mobility and lower extremity impairment. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast in the post-antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker. We need a runner. We need somebody who going to run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who going to run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who going to run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? 
in 2 Samuel, in 2 Samuel, David. In 2 Samuel, David has just ascended to become king and he still has deference for the one who tried to kill him, his predecessor named Saul. He inquired aloud, is there anybody left in the family that can possibly show kindness to me? And they found an old housekeeper by the name of Ziba who reported that there was only one relative left named Mephibosheth, but he was paraplegic. The question was asked, was there anybody left? He never asked, was there something wrong with him? People are quick to pull up your flaws. Whenever it is that you're getting ready to get something, they always gonna ring out a litany as to why it is you shouldn't have it. But when you have the favor of God, you understand, I don't deserve it, here's your shout, but I'm still gonna get it. And no matter what has happened in my past, it ain't gonna block what it is that God got for me in my future. Would you point at somebody and say, I'm still gonna get it. I filed bankruptcy, but I'm still gonna get it. The relationship didn't work, but I'm still gonna get it. My family is dysfunctional, but I'm still gonna get it. I never finished college, but I'm still gonna get it. I spent time in jail, but I'm still gonna get it. They told David there was somebody left, but that he was crippled. But they never told David how he became crippled. They neglected to tell him that Mephibosheth was dropped by somebody who was supposed to care for him. God, y'all don't like this. It wasn't the enemy. It was somebody who was supposed to love him. But they were in such a hurry that they dropped him until he got wounded. I pray for the grace of God for those of you that got wounded by somebody who claimed to love you. They dropped you so hard, so bad, so fast that the devil never thought you would get your legs back. But look at you standing on your own. They thought you would be broken without them. But you are in the best shape of your life. You ain't gonna beg nobody for nothing. You ain't gonna be thirsty. You you ain't gonna call them asking them to come back because you know if God be for me, who can be against? He's hurt by somebody who's supposed to care for him. Hurt somebody who's supposed to love him. Are you standing around people this morning who've been dropped not by strangers? Not by people who they met online. They were hurt by somebody whose only job was to care for them. Mephibosheth was not shot in a nightclub. He didn't find himself stabbed in Rikers Island. His greatest level of pain happened in his house. And as a consequence, he was unable to walk for the rest of his life. 
I am believing that God is going to give healing for stuff that happened in your house. I know you sitting around folk who want to believe that your childhood was peaches and cream, but I declare unto you that God is giving healing over what happened in that house and you better get this healing before the holidays roll back again God God says I'm getting ready to restore to you your level of self esteem I'm getting ready to restore to you the preciousness of your sexuality I'm getting ready to restore to you the identity of your beauty I am getting ready to restore to you even what family members tried to take away hurt so bad that he was never able to walk for the rest of his life and I need you to know that Mephibosheth ain't some kid he ain't no adolescent he's a teen not a teenager he's a man but can't walk I feel bad for adults who have had to go through their whole life and never had to walk Frederick Douglass says it is better to build strong children than to fix broken adults. And many of you are raising broken children because you won't allow them to get hurt. You've got to allow them to make some bad decisions. You've got to stop being an ambulance and parachute in. You've got to let them go through the realities of life and know everybody ain't going to like you. Every interview ain't going to go well. Everything you apply for is not going to move in your favor. But you've got to learn how to shake it off. That's what full adulting is about. Here's what I needed you to see, what I needed you to know, ladies and gentlemen is that he is a child of the king and never gets a miracle. I'm going to say something to you and I want you to get it. I don't want you to miss this. I, I need you to hear it because we never hear it in church. And when God showed it to me this week, it burdened me that it almost crushed me at my desk. Is that he is out of the line of the king and no miracle. And the church has built a false precedent. And if you shout, if you tithe, if you sow, if you pray, if you're faithful, if you're committed, that a miracle will happen. I need some of y'all that to keep it 100 is that you can do all of that and still be stuck in the same situation. I need some people that'll be honest that you love God and you're still broke. You love God and you're still lonely. You love God and you hate where you live. You love God and your job is beneath you. Who you are to God is not connected to tangible stuff. But who you are to God, y'all ain't gonna like it, is that I'm crippled, but I'm still making movement. I'm, I'm crippled, but I'm still further than where I was before. some people that'll be honest because nowhere nowhere in all of Samuel can I ever find the grandson of King Saul in a wheelchair nowhere do I ever find him on crutches nowhere do I ever find him on a walker and he's the grandson of the king 
And I can only imagine in some instances that happened in his life that happened in yours. He is with both of his legs broken. And his friends trying to put him in a wheelchair. And Mephibosheth said, go on. I may not get there as fast as you, but I'm still going to make it. I can't imagine what it felt like. And his friends kept trying to pick him up. He says, no, y'all ain't got to pick me up. Don't feel bad for me. I know I'm crippled, but I'm still moving. And I got to trust that God's got something in store for my life. Even if I'm not going at the speed that I would desire. I can't hear no worshipers right through here. There. There's some folk in this room. The enemy thought he was going to make you feel bad for yourself. But as broken as you are, you still moving. You ain't happy all the time. You're not in the ideal position. You don't like the cause that life has given to you. But you don't want anybody feeling sorry for you. And because I'm rejoicing don't mean I'm not broken. It just means I learned how to navigate around my handicap. God, I can't hear nobody. You know what's going on with me, but I ain't going to give you the satisfaction of telling folk how you help me. I'd rather suffer by myself than let you be my crutch. And he says, here I am moving with no support, with no help, with no codependency. And I thought because I was a child of the king, I would get my legs back. I thought when they sent for me, God, I can't hear nobody, a prophet would be there. Give me the dexterity in my limbs that I was absent of. And the Lord says, uh, Mephibosheth, I needed you to know this, not even for you. I needed somebody who was going to come to church today. Somebody who was viewing online today to know what was the subliminal message that God was giving. He was given to Mephibosheth and now I have got the responsibility to echo it to you. That with your brokenness, with your vulnerability, with your weakness, with your shortcomings, you're still remembered. God ain't thinking about people who are perfect. He's thinking about rehabilitating people who got dropped. And he said, send for him. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that the king right now is sending for people with weaknesses? He's sending for people with brokenness. He's sending for folk with handicaps. I don't want you around me puffed up thinking you better because you ain't got no pronounced public issues. But all of us are struggling with something. And I don't know where it is that you are. Some of you, it might be porn. Others, it may be alcohol. Others of you, it may be spending. Others of you, it might be jealousy. Others of you, it might be spite. But those of you who know, I'm handicapped, but I'm still moving. 
He says, I am preparing a place for Mephibosheth. And the place that I prepared for him is at the table. That whenever it is that we dine, Mephibosheth will be at the table. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know where it is that you are, but when they sat at the table, hallelujah, with all of those high prominent government guests, those highfalutin dignitaries, the amazing thing about sitting at the table is that the king's table always has tablecloth. And because it has tablecloth, y'all ain't gonna like this, nobody at the table could see what was wrong with Mephibosheth. I don't know how many of y'all can sit the way you sitting, but God says, I'm getting ready to put you in a position where folk can't even tell what you've been through. They got no idea what's happened to you behind closed doors. Folk think everything is all right, but they got no idea it's under the table. Be seated. I got to tell you two last things. Be seated, please. I got to tell you two last things. Hallelujah. And David said, is there anybody left? And only one person remembered that Mephibosheth was left over. I want you to lift up that hand because I need you to know what's getting ready to happen in November. Hallelujah. I feel glory right here. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to tell you what's going to happen in November. Hallelujah. Telling you November going to be the best month you had this year. Y'all ain't ready for it. God says in the month of November, I don't know where my worshipers are, in the month of November, I am going to have somebody recommend your name. Somebody is going to speak your name in a place of influence. Mephibosheth never asked to be at the table, but God put his name in the heart of Zeba. I can't hear nobody. You ought to be worshiping God that your name is about to float. God is about to speak your name for promotion and for opportunity and for elevation. This is going to be the year and the month of high recommendation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got one last thing I need to tell you. And then I'll bid you adieu. Hallelujah. David had to do for Mephibosheth. Hallelujah. David had to do for Mephibosheth what Mephibosheth's dad should have put in place. This is twofold. I need you to hear it. Twofold. Listen, God in the month of November, hallelujah, is going to release into your life the stuff your father didn't. God, I can't hear anybody in here. Y'all ain't shouting good. They're getting ready to be pieces of property with your name on it. 
God is getting ready to open up a reservoir of resource. I can't hear nobody. You are getting ready to have an unfair advantage because all of the stuff your dad dreamed of taking place is now getting ready to happen for you. Now here's the second level of it. If y'all don't shout, is something wrong with you. Your children will have more than their father. I can't hear anybody. I say your children will have more than their father. Your child will never be a beggar. Your daughter won't have to sleep with nobody in order for the rent to get paid. Your son will not be confused about his identity. God is going to raise up a standard. For the last time, for the last time, I want you to lift up that hand. I want to pray for you. Vincent, help me, please. Hallelujah. Lift up that hand. I want to help you. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That God, before you walk into November, is getting rid of all of your crutches. God, I'm waiting on a screamer right through here. Whatever you have become codependent on, God is getting ready to kick it away from you. I need you to lift up that hand. God said, I'm deleting people out of your phone book. I am blocking people off of your social media. The taste of alcohol is leaving your lips. You will never need them pills in order to calm yourself down. I need you to lift up that hand and open up your mouth. God said, when you scream today, I'm kicking over the walker. I'm kicking over every area of codependence. Lift up that hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up that hand. Hallelujah. Says I'm knocking over everything that you thought you needed more than me. You don't need that job that bad. God, I can't hear nobody in here. You don't need that check that bad if it's costing you your peace. God, I can't hear nobody. I'm talking to five of y'all that need to scream because you know I walked away from everything and started over and I never seen the righteous forsake. I speak of every lifted hand. Hallelujah. That God is now walk, knocking over walkers. Everything that was an illegal connection, everything that you depended on that put God in second place. I pray that right now God will give you strength enough to walk away from what you don't need. Give you strength enough to walk to what you are called to. That God will give you the power to do what your father didn't have the faith to attempt. I believe by faith.
that November will not come to an end without you walking on your own. And those of you who believe that the word of God is expressly for you, I need you to open up your mouth and give God thanksgiving for it right now. Come on, I can't hear you. I said open up your mouth. You're not gonna worship him. You're free. You're walking by yourself. I have no idea how in the world Mephibosheth got to David but to assume that he walked there with no crutches, with no wheelchair, but he got there. There are those of you under the sound of my voice online and then a remnant of you who are in this room are going to have to make the hardest walk of your life. It's going to be scary as all get out. But you got to trust that God remembers me. And that he wants to provide kindness towards my life. I don't know what your codependency might be. But I'm believing that God summoned you into this sanctuary. This space because it's been hard for you to walk since you were a child. Hard for you to stand on your own. Hard for you to run for it. But I'm believing that God is getting ready to make all things new. Sanctuary is safe space. It's not a judgment zone. I need you to hear me. I am not calling you to the altar for you to get saved. I'll do that in a minute. Not calling you to, uh, for me to lay hands on you. I may do that. But those of you who need to break free, I need you to hear my voice from chemical codependency, pharmaceutical codependency, alcohol codependency. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to just start walking in that aisle right now. Because I'm believing that God is getting ready to break it. I need you to come. I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to show you you can walk on your own. Listen. Listen to me. Those of you, you have the substance with you. Go back to your seat and bring it to me. You got the pills with you. You got the edibles with you. You got the cigarettes with you. I need you to bring it to me. I'm believing that God is going to get you back on your feet. I don't know where it is that you are, but I know that you're in this room. And I'm believing that God is getting ready to do it. Come on, I need you to clap your hands as they come. Wherever it is, I need you to come. Y'all ain't shouting good. Where are you? Come on, you can't be a child of the king and be codependent. I need you to meet me here. Come on, give it to me. Come on, y'all got to shout better than that. Wherever you are, I need you to come. Where are you, child of the king? Hallelujah. Come on, I need you to put it in my hand. Wherever it is that you are, I need you to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
I know you go to church. I know you love God. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. Hallelujah. There's two more of you I'm waiting on. I need you to meet me at this altar. Come on. I can't hear you. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. You are always. I'm waiting on one more. Don't worry about what other people think, what other people say, what other people feel. The king has remembered you. I need you to come quickly, please. Hallelujah. Come on and trust me. I'm talking to some teenager in this room. Your mama don't even know you got it. I need you to come bring it to me. I'm talking to some college student. I need you to bring it to me. I'm talking to some senior. I need you to bring it to me. You gotta be free from codependency. Trust me. Hallelujah. If you're lonely, trust me. Come on and trust me. Trust me. Hallelujah. Those of you who are in this sanctuary, if you'll stretch your right hand to faith. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. I'm praying for you. Hallelujah. I believe that the spirit of restoration is in this room. Hallelujah. You better than this. You better than this. You can't stop, but God can stop it. God, I can't hear nobody. Can I say that again? You ain't got the power to stop, but God can stop it. I'm believing in full restoration that's getting ready to happen. For you to have strength. For you to be able to stand without it. For you to be able to move without it. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Would you stretch your right hand to faith? Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy God. Hallelujah. I need to hear the sound of intercessors right through here. I feel the power of God in this room. Hallelujah. I don't hear the sound I'm looking for. Would you open up your mouth? Come on, would you begin to worship him? Open up your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Come on, let me hear you. Open up your mouth, Zion. Don't act like you ain't never drank nothing. You ain't never smoked nothing. You ain't never had nothing. Come on, I break the spirit of codependency. Hallelujah. Bless his. In Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and open up your mouth. Hallelujah. Everybody who's at this altar, lift up that hand, please. 
Lift up that hand for me, please. Everybody at the altar, lift up your hand. Everybody who's out in the sanctuary, stretch your right hand to faith. Hallelujah. Thank your holy name. Bless his name. Come to me, sir. Yes, you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Tell me your name. Hallelujah. I need, uh, I need five people who have been clean for 10 years or more to come meet me real quick. I need five people who've been clean 10 years or more. Hallelujah. 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 Hold on. Put your foot on the brake for me for one minute. Hallelujah. I don't hear the sound that I need. I need those of you who've been clean 10 years or more. Hallelujah. 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 Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Lift up both of those hands for me. Lift up both of your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you. I feel glory on me. Softly, sir. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Would you look at me, please? Would you look at me? Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming to church high. I'm grateful that in spite of what's in your system, the spirit is still stronger. Hallelujah. I, got, I wish I was at new birth. God, I can't hear nobody in here. I need a scream in this room. Watch this. When I lay hands on him, I'm laying hands on every functioning addict in your family. That the Holy Ghost got 48 hours before November the 1st to break every chain of codependency but I need a scream in this building from those who know that God is absolutely able to do anything open up your mouth I can't hear nobody that's his holy name if you'll take two steps back everybody at this altar take two steps back for me everybody at this altar take two steps back for me
Hallelujah. Stay right there with me, sir. Stay right with me. I got to move. Stay right there with me. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Very quickly, I called for those who need to be broken for codependency. I need you to hear me. Shh. I need you to hear me. This is sanctuary because it is sanctuary. It's a no judgment zone. It's a space for rehabilitation. It's a space. Here it is for you to get your legs back. I've got uh, two people in this room who I need to get to this altar very quickly. I don't know where you are. There's two people in this room. Your uh, codependency is not in taking it. It is in selling it. I don't know where it is that you are. Please listen to me. I need you to meet me at this altar very quickly. I don't know if you're a female. I don't know if it's a male. I don't know if it's a young person or an older person. It's not the stereotypical imager, imagery of a dispenser, uh, but that is who you are. I need to pray for you. I'm telling you like your life is on the line. I need you to meet me at this altar as quickly as you possibly can. Hallelujah. Thank you. I need leaders, if you all will move away from me for just one minute. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, come right here. Hallelujah. That's one, that's two. It's two more of you. I still don't have a release on who I'm looking for. It's two more of you. I need you to come meet me very quickly. Meet me very quickly. Very quickly. Amen. Here's two of them. I'm waiting on three and I'm waiting on number four. I need you to meet me. Thank you so very much. Come on. Thank you so very much. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come stay in right there. Thank you so very much. Hallelujah. Thank you. That's one, two, three, four, five. Come on. Here they come. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes. And that's six. Okay, that's five. Thank you. The five of you will come stand right in front of me. My leaders, I need y'all to take two steps back. One, two, three, four, five, six. If you all will face me, please. Yes. Straighten the line. Are you standing with them? Thank you. Thank you. Are you standing with them? Yes. Thank you. I need a straight line all the way across. Amen. Straight line. Thank you. Thank you. Lift up both of your hands, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Those of you who are behind them, take two steps back for me. Take two steps back. Those of you who are behind them. Hallelujah. 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 He just saved your life. God, I can't hear nobody. I said he just saved your life. Hallelujah. You are not going to spend a night in jail. I need a scream in here. No bullet is going into your body. Every threat that they have levied has now been canceled. I need a scream of those of you who know that my God is a protector. That he'll stand in the gap. God, I can't hear nobody. I said he'll stand in the gap. That you ain't got to do nothing that's going to compromise your destiny, your assignment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Lift up that hand for me, please. Lift up that hand. Hallelujah. Lift up that hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Would you look at me, please? Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm believing by the grace of God that God is going to give you your legs. Hallelujah. Those who go to New Birth already know my story. One of America's biggest drug dealers was my uncle, Frank Lucas, making a million dollars a week back in the 70s. And I'm believing by faith that that same trail is now going to be made available to you. That God is getting ready to close the door. I am. Um, hallelujah. That God is getting ready to put a hedge fence of protection. Not just around you, but he's going to do it for your family. That no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. I got to do this very quickly. Y'all not helping me. Everybody behind him, I need two steps back. Everybody behind him, I need two steps back. I'm looking for the real church. I'm waiting on the real church. I need anybody in here who ever used to sell drugs. I need you at the altar. Anybody in this room who ever used to sell drugs, I need you at this altar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm waiting on the real church to show up. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I said, I'm waiting on the real. This is not witness protection. I'm tired of church folk acting phony. I need real people that know if it had not been for God. Hallelujah. Those of you who used to sell drugs, I need you behind them. Put your hand on their back. Because everybody don't know about this life. Everybody don't know this reality. Can't leave making that kind of money and go get a job at McDonald's. When you got the whole family depending on you just to eat. You became a superstar in the hood but can't face yourself in the mirror. I need you to meet me at this altar, please. Hallelujah. Would you lift up those hands, those of you, my six, lift up those hands. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much. Hallelujah. Give me the oil, lemons. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to anoint your hands with oil. Hallelujah. That I am believing by faith that every dime you made in the street that the Holy Spirit is going to give it back to you. That nothing will be missing for you and your children. I declare and decree that God is getting ready to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can think, what you can dream, what you can imagine. I believe that the grace of God, the favor of God is going to make sure that every threat against your life is now being canceled. I speak peace over your life, over your being, over your family. Everything that made you believe that there are no options and there are no opportunities that in the next 72 hours God will show you what you were born to do. And those of you who know you serve a prayer answering God. I can't hear anybody. I said if you know you serve a prayer answering God, would you open up your mouth? I tell you to give him the sound of glory. I can't hear anybody. 
I said, open up your mouth. Hey. I said, open up your mouth. Lift up that hand. I want to pray for you. Lift up that hand for me, please, sir. Please, ma'am. Hallelujah. I pray for supernatural protection over the life of every lifted hand. I thank you that you'll be our shield and our buckler. Hallelujah. I thank you that you'll do what no gun can do. I thank you that the generational curse has just come to an end. Hallelujah. I believe in that God is going to raise up for you a hedge fence of protection. I pray that the grace of God is going to give you what it is that you need. I pray that God will assign new angels that will cover your mind and cover your sleep. I pray that God will give you confirmation in spite of how it is that you were treated, you're still going to be able to walk and you'll still be able to stand on your own. And those of you that believe that God is going to help them get their legs back, would you give God your best sound of glory and give them your best sound? Come on, I can't hear anybody. Open up your mouth. I need you to hug somebody. I need you to hug somebody and tell them watch you walk on your own. Watch you walk on your own. Watch you walk on your own. I know you can. It's in you. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.